Sharper Suit Convos. We back after a week off. Thanksgiving. Had brothers turned up. A lot of nice family time. And a lot of American football, right, Jamal? How did you enjoy yourself? Actually, uh, I actually enjoyed a lot of time with my family. You know what I'm saying? That was really dope. Um, I had some fried turkey, fried hens, all that good stuff. Bomb mac and cheese. Had some fire brisket. You know what I'm saying? Like, we like to switch it up and add some extra shit in there every year. And then um, I actually did watch some good football. I was hating on um Thanksgiving football, but it wasn't bad seeing the uh, Lions lose. And then, um, because that was a pretty good game. And then, of course, you know, Dallas was going to smack the uh, Giants. So that was the midgets, I mean. So that was going to be easy. And then, you know, I didn't really see the Dolphins. They play the Commanders. You dissed the wrong NFC East team. Oh, dang. That's crazy. The cum handlers is what I call them. Woo, 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 woo. Anyways, um, it was a nice, you know, little week. And then I definitely enjoyed football on uh, Sunday. So it was pretty nice. You know what I mean? Got to see the Ravens do what they needed to do Sunday night against the uh, weak-ass Chargers. But, you know, I'm still not happy about the Ravens. We'll talk about that later. Break it down right now. You mad at a white man named Mr. Monkey? Yes, you can call him Mr. Monkey. Todd Monkey, his offense is stupid. It's not consistent. It doesn't flow. The defense will get four turnovers a game. After one turnover, three and out. Defense comes back out. Stops them, gets makes some punt, or has another turnover, make like a few uh first down conversions, and then three and out. And then you know what I mean? So the Ravens should be putting up more points for as well as the defense is playing. Um they don't really their offense is just weird. I'm tired of like these college offenses that are supposed to be catered to Lamar, as opposed to like Jalen Hurts, who seems to just have like a regular like pro style offense and um the, they don't give the ball to Zay Flowers enough kind of like how um the Cowboys used to do CD but now when the Cowboys give CD 15 to 16 um attempts or like throws he gonna get you like 150 yards every time if you throw the ball to CD Lamb 15 times it's gonna at least be 120 to 150 yards a game period like 11 12 receptions and then, like, a lot of the screens are whack. And then I just think that Lamar, you know, he just needs to improve as a passer. His deep ball game is whack. A lot of the touchdowns that they make, like, as far as Odell, what he did, be, like, on broken coverage, slant, crosser-type routes. And um, I just can see now that the Ravens' offense is not built for the playoffs, and they're not looking Super Bowl-ready at all. And I just think that Top Monkey, he's basically Greg Roman Jr., That's what's up, man. I appreciate that. Now, what other football you you were mad at a a cameraman for getting fired? Well, I wasn't really mad at it. It was just interesting that Tyreek Hill had a homie who was like a cameraman and um they knew each other before Tyreek Hill was in, at Miami. Um I'm not too sure. I didn't really look into it that much, but Tyreek Hill comes and plays for Miami now, as we all know. Tyreek scores a touchdown runs to his friend who's a cameraman on the sideline. He just happened to see that he was right there. So he ran to him, grabbed his phone, recorded a video of him doing a backflip with his phone and gave it back. Now the fans enjoying it. All the fans are enjoying it. It's a dope, cool celebration. The guy's like, man, this 
moment made my like this was like one of the best moments of my life i love working here i love i like being reunited with my homie tyreek tyreek at this as press conference it's like yeah you know my homie i know him you know so i did that or whatever he didn't ask me to do it or anything but you know i just seen him so i did it so now the nfl suspended the young man for the rest of the season and he might be losing his job forever is what they say just because tyreek hill grabbed his phone and did a celebration with it that's I don't what's understand. up, man. I like that. What do you like about it? I like that the NFL has their rules, and if you don't follow them, get out of here, boy. This is the number one league in the world. I wonder what if the rule is. We can is. get anybody to do this shit. I wonder what the rule is. Don't have no fun, nigga. This is the NFL, <laughs> boy. No fun league. You know don't what Don't have is. no fun. What the hell you think this is? That's hilarious. Don't yeah. have no fun. You wanna you wanna jump up and down on the sidelines like a fan? Supposed to be a professional punk. I don't care no. how old you are. Get out of here. Tyreek Hill grabbed it's his NFL. phone. He didn't, he didn't do anything. Tyreek Hill got it. Nah, I seen him. He was jumping up and down like a groupie. You're not supposed to do that. You're a cameraman. You're a journalist. Supposed to have composure, not be biased, not body popping on the sidelines because the nigga took your phone. Get out of here, boy. Mm, mm, Go mm, cover mm. the NHL. Go cover mm. leagues where no one gives a damn about what you do on the sidelines because nobody's watching it. Get the hell out the NFL. <laughs> what do you think somebody who, who cares would say? Let me tell you something, young man. You're 20 years old. You didn't have to go to college to find your craft. God bless you. You'll have other opportunities. I already saw your TikTok crying, talking about, oh, Lord, I don't have a job. <laughs> Thank you, NFL. Oh, please let me get an opportunity. Get your dumb ass out of my league, boy. Damn. What the hell is wrong with you? Roger Goodell, I'm glad. I'm thankful that you're standing down on this young punk. Is it because he's white? No, it has nothing wrong with that. Nothing to do with that because I appreciate the NFL for keeping white culture around. You know, because the NFL isn't overwhelmingly black like the NBA, you still have white culture represented like faith hill singing sunday night football shout out my man hank williams jr he used to kill that monday night football i love even listen to the nfl music it's it's rock classical stuff man it's not that hip hop. you ready for some football yeah i like that nfl the nba it's overwhelmingly black and it's almost not good enough it doesn't really appreciate the culture and how international basketball is because it's too hip hop, hip hop. That's why great. even it's not like Jason Woodlock. You that's know, why you know. nah, I don't even think it's that because I think the NFL, that's why the NFL is a superior league for many reasons. And one of them is more diversity amongst the fans and the media and the players. But that's another story for another day. That's why when you see the NBA All-Star Weekend, they had all the Nigerians performing black Americans were upset. Because they're like, hey, man, this is a black American thing. Get these Africans out of here. I don't give a damn about Giannis and Hakeem. Get these Nigerians out of here. Well, they make good music, unlike our yeah, rappers. Yeah, you know, that's all relative. Because none of the Americans in Utah was bumping that shit, you know? <laughs> hey, that's why they had to get Nigerians, because they were in Utah. That was, like, so white that they had to get, like, the blackest black people to, like, nah, mix it up, need, balance it out. They just needed to get some... Uh... Some of Carmelo's friends, man. 
Also, there was another uh, feel-good football story on um, Thanksgiving. Well, the cameraman getting fired was a feel-good story too, right? Get out of here, boy. Well, not another, but this is a feel-good football story. So Jack Harlow performed at halftime um, during the Detroit that? during the Detroit game. Who is that? And he he sampled a, a artist uh, from Detroit named Cadillac Dale. Who this the song hell is Jack Harlow? Break it down for the people that don't know. He's a white rapper from Louisville who's had uh, some uh, good success over the last few years. We thought he was the white Drake, and then he he stopped making good music, but he still made a number one, right? He said Tyler Hero is going to fix his... He t- he, I told him this summer he's going to fix my jumper oh, on his song, um, Five White Boys and They're Not In Sync. It's on 2K. That's why I know that song. Oh, Anyways, um, so what's Jack Harlow uh, did his song... player doing now? Jack Harlow's song "Loving on Me." He sampled a, a Detroit artist named Cadillac Dale, and um, his song from the Cadillac Dale song from '95. And because of that, that gave Cadillac Dale his first charting song ever, and it was a number one song. So then Jack Harlow, he was at the game, and um, him and, him and Jack Harlow got to link up, and you know, what I mean, Jack Harlow got to pay like his respects or whatever. But um, it was that was pretty dope to uh, see that. Jack Harlow helped the Detroit native out and got him a number one jam, and he got to see like his shit at halftime. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, that's most of the football news I got for uh, this week. What about you? Uh, take it away, Dan? All right, let's talk about music. I didn't give a damn about none of that shit. All right, last week we had two successful underground artists who've had their moments to try to cross over to the mainstream. It didn't happen for, you know, various reasons. Let's start with Kamaya. You know, she put out the sequel to her breakout project. Um, You know, this sequel, I think, did a good job keeping that traditional sound while expanding it. It's another summer night. If you're not aware of her breakout project, it's called A Good Night in the Ghetto. Came out 2016. Oh, man. Songs like Fuck It Up with YG, How Does It Feel? It was like real motivational street music. It had fun anthems like, uh, what's it called? Freaks and uh, (laughs) what's it called? Swing My Way. Uh, I'm looking through the track list right now. Oh, yeah, Niggas. That was out the bottle. Swing My Way was on Good Night in the Ghetto? You said what? Swing My Way was on Good Night in the Ghetto? Oh, yeah, it was. Yep, Swing My Way. Yep, yep. That was a T-Boss song, the super T-Boss song. (laughs) On another summer night, she sheds what Jamal would call her T-Boss flow. She's more uplifting, especially how it starts with her and Jay Worthy, Raining Game in California, Fire Track, then Take a Sip, Groupies, Come Fuck With Me, VVS, VVS, VVS. She's jiggy on this joint. The only features on the project is Jay Worthy on the intro, Hot Boy Zay on the second track, and then O3 Greedo is on Lamborghini Dreams and a whole lot of M's. On those tracks, she's more introspective with O3 Greedo. You know, they get their harmonies on. But that joint, this tape is fire every Friday. I, I fuck with this tape heavy. 17 tracks, 41 minutes. A lot of replay on this. I don't have to skip anything. I can let it play from the beginning to the end. Uh, how did you feel about this project? 
I thought it was dope. I really didn't feel like listening to it. And then when I played Raining Game in California, I couldn't stop playing. And I was like, whoa, like she just filled with sauce. And then um, <clears throat> I will say a lot of the songs kind of like sound similar and her flow is very similar, but that's for a lot of artists. A lot of artists do what they do. It's like, you know, some like we all talk a certain way. We all walk a certain way because that's what makes us us. But um, I do like her songs that are a little different, like um, Double XL Letterman. That beat is hard. Um, Stepping is hard, too. I like when she get on her mobby shit. Um, VVS was tight. Um, the Hot Boy dude was pretty cool. Take a sip uh, was pretty pretty dope, but um yeah I, I like I like this uh, project a lot. I only listened to it once, but it's something I'm definitely gonna keep in rotation, especially when I'm hanging with some ladies or whatever. It's just got that nice Bay Area uh, vibe that I love. You know what I mean? So she's real swaggy, and I like um her flow because um even though she does it a lot, I like it. It gives me a lot of uh New Orleans vibes. You know what I mean? Like just the way she be like flipping her flows and shit. So I think it's dope. I think it's pretty and it, and I and I'm um if I'm not mistaken, she's independent again, right? Yep. Yeah, and I can tell like this is like what Kamaya is supposed to be like. So uh, and I like that it's another summer night. It's kind of like, are right, we gonna pick up from where I like I used to be? You know what I mean? When I used to be swaggy before I like linked up with YG or whatever. But it's a pretty dope track. Um, oh three Greedo does his thing, but you know I still have my opinions on him. But he's not bad. He reminds me of T Pain though. But um, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. It's better than the other uh project, in my opinion. The other one, what a a good night in the ghetto. Nah, it's Clean Sides Finest Four. All right, Leash is back after a few years. Staying in the cut, he decided to make another project, Queen Side's Finest Four. If you know about Queen Side's Finest Three, that's his best project. That's the tape that taught a lot of people about Trap Money Benny. Had songs like Water, Wasabi, Who Riding? Hey, man, Queen Side's Finest Three. It's definitely a classic. DC tape. I think that's might be the best DC tape of all time. Especially with uh my dog, my man smoking booth. I heard Deuce Man. Deuce Man sorry. Especially the remix with uh Chief Keith and Fredo rest in peace. I think this project is dope. I listened to it a couple times today with Anthony. Shout out to Anthony of Champagne Soccer. You already know what it is. And check out his podcast. He's been getting it cracking. The one of one podcast. So tune into that. But yeah, I listened to it a couple times. I like how diverse it is. He gives you what I like to call his go-go chant slow bounce flow. Then he gives you his more traditional stuff. Then he gives you his auto-tune weird stuff. Then he even tries to give you like quote-unquote lyrical stuff on shot down then at the end he has an introspective song where he talks about you know his loved ones that he lost like crack fredo santana but yeah i fool with this project spin what are those breakdown clear it out uh different flavors water point uh part two 
Oh man, Booth by the Bing on <laughs> Gasolina. You already know. Hey, I like this project. I like how weird it is, and I also like it. Seventeen minutes or seventeen songs, forty-seven minutes. Quick listen. Break it down, man. You're the first person that taught me about Young Gleesh about 10, 11 years ago. So how do you feel about this project right here? It's not bad. Um, I don't really like some of the beginning songs because they're too chanty for me. And it's just like, I don't know. I like when he, I like stuff like Clear It Out. And I like um, Spin, Don't Call Me After. I like the second half more because I feel like he gets into like his Zaytoven kind of like uh OG Atlanta like for like the young kids OG Atlanta like bag as far as production and its flows but um I have to listen to it more I was only able to like kind of skim through this joint I listened to the whole thing but I ain't really you know give it its just due but I love clear it out um different flavors is cool alone uh, um spin is dope what are those breakdown it's it's not bad I was getting worried at first when I first heard like Fuck shit and water part two. I didn't really like it when I heard it at the time. So, but I'm gonna give it more of a chance, and I'm just happy to see him back out. I just hope that he can like um like rap more because he's like kind of tight when he does that. His chants are cool too, but they're just a little too like sloppy for me. And just like I mean, I don't know what am I gonna do with this, you know? So, but it's not it's not bad. But I think Kamaya's joint was like a little bit better. I listen to both heavy. They stay in my rotation right now. When I feel smooth and play, I bump that Kamai. When I feel like I want to turn up, hear some real raw shit, I play the Gleesh. It all depends on my zone. I wonder, have you looked at your Apple Music recap yet? No, I haven't. Uh, I saw some of mine. I got Apple Music in the middle of the summer. So it's funny. Uh, so far, my top artists, it's weird how there's a whole month left, but they don't give a damn. They said, here, you have it now. So my top artist is Future. A top album is Back to the Trap by Lancey Foe. And my top song is Crazy People by Darko Vibes. Um, the artist I listened to the most was, like I said, Future, number one. Babyface Ray, number two, Lancey Foe, number three, El Cousteau, number four, and V's, number five. So those are the only joints that I decided to save. Uh, yeah, next week we can hear your joint. We'll see how it, because it's, it's interesting. It just made me realize that on the future shit, I've, bought all my future music so it wasn't like i was using apple music for it so that let me know that yeah when you buy music and you don't have apple music they're still tracking what you do they just don't give you the info so that was interesting to learn mm -hmm. but uh yeah also most of the year i was using title so this is like the breakdown of me using apple music the last five six months so I don't think it's all the way accurate in terms of what music I truly listened to the most this year, but it is funny that Future didn't drop a project this year and he's still my most listened to artist. I was surprised by that, but let's talk about another artist that uh, he's working with Future right now, Metro Boomin. 
put out a tweet earlier this week about mysterious musicians making the game boring and whack and how he even has to be more active on social media, posting more videos and more content, interacting with the fans. And he put up a new video, uh, The Good Cook-Up Volume 4. That was a series he did when he would show himself in the studio, working on different music, letting you see how he's in his creative zone in space. So what do you think about Metro's comment about mysterious musicians and when you think about that phrase, who are the kings and queens of mysterious music or mysterious musicians? It's interesting that you said that because I feel like um, Drake isn't that mysterious and he's one of the leaders. J. Cole hasn't been so mysterious the last few years. And, and when I think of mysterious musicians, I think of like Playboy Cardi, I would even say that Future's a little mysterious, but he pops out on Future's, you know what I mean? So he's not so mysterious. Kendrick is definitely... How, how mysterious can Future be when, you know, he's put out 35 projects since 2010? I mean, when's the last... It's too hard. When's the last time he put out an album? Last year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and it was the highest selling rap album last year. That's not mysterious. I'm just saying, like, does, does he have like a does he have a strong online presence to you? Yeah, you could argue he does. The nigga, why? Because of memes? Nah, because he be on Instagram a lot. He do be on Instagram a lot. He just don't be posting pictures. He just be doing whatever those stories are, whatever they call. The Future's thing. pretty mysterious to me, in my know. opinion. I be seeing him online a lot, but I'm a future fan, so and he only has three pictures on his draw. I know you say he don't post, but he barely posts on stories too, though. Nah, he posts stories. Especially he was promoting his collab with Lanvin all last week and shit. And it was his birthday last week. He was posting a lot. He's pretty mysterious to me. But um that's what I mainly think about like Playboy Cardi, Kendrick, um, Future. And I don't know if I don't know if Metro really has much of a point i think maybe people being more like um visible could impact things in a better way but i just think that people suck now i just think that there's more people who make music instead of there being more people who actually have a musical gift making music i think we're hearing more people who can make music but they might not have like a strong gift in it as opposed to in the past in my opinion so i think that's just the difference What do you think about it? It's a overused term. Shout out to DJ Khaled for making it hot. When he said mysterious music, he was talking about how he don't know nobody that cranks Tyler, the creator, because he's a street artist where he interacts with what's going on in the black community, the barber shops, the clubs, the parties, even on the radio. No one plays Tyler, the creator. That was his reference. So, yeah, if you say, like, someone like Destroy Lonely and Ken Carson, you can say that's the new mysterious music because you don't hear them nowhere. It's just for young people. Shout out to the viral clip of Regine Carter, Lil Wayne's daughter, showing videos of her hanging out with her family on Thanksgiving. And she's the oldest of four. She has three younger brothers. Um... And she was showing videos of her younger brothers 
playing Playboy Cardi and Ken Carson. And she was like, what the hell is this? And it was funny to say, I don't want to disrespect her and call her a hoe, but I'll just say it like this. It was funny to see a, a live reaction of scaring the honey's music. She was like, what the hell is this? But then she was a, she was kind of trying to vibe with it because she was like, damn, these brothers, they having fun to this. Whoa, this is what the young homies are listening to? Especially her little to? brother. Huh? What were they listening to? They were listening to Fighting My Demons, Ken Carson. Mm. And, then, and then they were playing like a, some Playboy. I forgot what Playboy Cardi. I think it was Stop Breathing. And she was like, oh, my God. What is this? She was confused. Mm. So, yeah, you can say that's the new mysterious music. Ken Carson, Destroy Lonely. You're not going to hear that. And no club, no party, not at no barbershop. No radio, but hey, that's what the kids are listening so to. So do you think Metro meant it as like their musical style or their like persona? He meant I more took it more of their persona. Yeah, he, did. he did. He meant more about persona. People not interacting with their fans on social media. I don't give a damn about that. Just give me the music. That's what I care about. And when yeah. you look at that first person shooter video and they make the tail of the tape between Drake and J. Cole, one of the things they put is is albums j cole's put out six albums drake's put out nine kendrick for example has put out nine or excuse me kendrick's put out five futures put out nine i think meeks put out like four and yeah i'm like dang for it. <laughs> he i was like hey man even though meek is very active he's a social media king that brother went trending for losing shotgun to a monkey and he had his hand on a monkey like that's his big pop but hey you like <laughs> that picture that picture is hilarious yeah that shit is that is funny i mean my bad meek has five studio albums so yeah it's like out of the uh let's see travis scott how many albums do you put on he's a mysterious mute he's a mysterious king no one knows nothing about this guy but hey he's very popular he has four studio albums so when you talk about mysterious music, there's a lot of super famous artists that don't interact with fans and don't put out music like Frank Ocean. That brother's relaxed. And uh, Tyler, he's pretty chill these days. Yeah, he's changed. He's not trying to go viral and be a mean monster anymore. He wants to be taken seriously as an artist, so he's cut back on the jokes. What, do you, what time period do you think Metro is referring to when he feels like people? People weren't being mysterious. Uh, probably when they on the come up, so they have to be <laughs> more social and, you know, approachable. Like, do you feel like people weren't that people. mysterious in 2012? Yeah, niggas was more active on social media in 2012 because they were all on the come up. That's how it always is. When you're on the come up, you only people that was like mysterious in the beginning is like the weekend. People didn't know what he looked like. They didn't know if it was one person or a group. He came in the game mysterious. Mm -hmm. And then he became, as he grew as a pop star, he showed his face more. He made more accessible music because you could argue his earlier music was more, oh, this is just for Tumblr type of crew type shit. Like, it's not going to get played at big functions or anything and then when he started making songs like I Can't Feel My Face and all that, making pop songs and different type of things, then it's like, oh, now this nigga's performing at the Super Bowl. 
So yeah, that type like Frank Ocean can't perform at a Super Bowl. It's too mysterious. Yeah, I mean, doesn't have no smashes that people know on the same magnitude. Yeah, remember that used to be a conversation back in the day. Who do you like more, The Weekend or Frank Ocean? Now get the hell out of here. That's not a conversation. <laughs> it's, the I same, agree. it's the same thing. Like I look at it like real mysterious music is like Lauren Hill and D'Angelo to me that. They had masterpiece albums in the miseducation of Lauryn Hill and Voodoo in 1998 and 2000, respectively. And, you know, people looked at them as the face of the so-called neo-soul movement. If they dropped more music consistently, they could have dictated how R&B, soul, and melodic music went forward. But because they didn't, who became the king of melodic music and helped a part of the downfall of R&B. Tell the truth. Who's the king? The king of melodic music and helped the downfall of R&B. Hmm. Say his name. You know him. Robert? Yes, it is him. He was the king. Why? Because he became like a rapidy rapper? Yeah, and then look at... Not the... rapidy rapper, but he had like a rap image. Yeah, he's a rap, he's a rap R&B singer. And mm -hmm. look at what he created. Shout out to my homie that caught it lowest common denominator music where he only talked about the carnal lust of R&B. He didn't talk about the real life aspects of relationships. Like brown skin. I like all that stuff. Like yeah, that's a little deeper. Or even like, or even like Curtis Mayfield type of stuff, how he would really talk about relationships and society and what's going on. The same as Stevie Wonder, Marvin, Marvin Gaye. Gaye. D'Angelo mm -hmm. and Lauren Hill did it in their own way. You, you know, R. Kelly, he did. He does. I wish I wish <laughs> stuff like that. Like R. Kelly is the reason why we have pretty Rickies and Trey songs and niggas that can't really sing. Just super horny boys. Super <laughs> horny boys. That's what he created. Super horny R&B niggas that don't know how to be romantic. They just want to fuck. I feel like like think about how about Bobby Brown. Nah, Bobby Brown was still... Oh, that's the thing though. R. Kelly was like influenced heavily by the new Jack late 80s RB. Yeah, and he was a big he bit he bit on Aaron Hall big time. And you know Aaron Hall's another nasty boy that's allegedly a predator. Everybody they seen how I fuck. Yeah, Gloria Velez, you know, is talking about how this man ask Jodice, ask Diddy. They, they ask Jodice, ask Diddy. They both seen me fuck. Anybody yeah, else I make them watch me fuck. Yeah, a woman accused Aaron Hall and Puffy Combs of raping her at a Uptown Records party. So everybody knows he's a nasty boy. And that's who R. Kelly was inspired by. And yeah, then he inspired a new generation of nasty boys. A new generation of nasty boys. Yeah. Do you know how childish it is when you think about it that Trey Songs had a song called LOL Smiley Face with Soldier Boy? You're supposed to be a serious R&B artist. That's childish as hell. That's R. Kelly stuff. Say Ah is a good song, though. It is. And yeah, it's with Nicki Minaj, a grown-up. So that is a tight song. She's on Say Ah? Yeah. She is? No, she's not. Oh, never mind. That's fabulous. I'm geeked. I'm geeked. But, she's um, bottoms up, right? Bottoms up. Yeah, that don't count. But yeah, R. <laughs> Kelly, there was a thread. Your homie that loves to do the threads that runs his goddamn mouth every day. He did an interesting thread. Uh, the you know the nigga that did all that does all the threads that be complaining about black people every day. I don't know. Oh, master student, whatever. Yeah, that nigga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did a thread about how um R and B killed rap and how rap killed R and B. 
and like how um, people like R. Kelly were very and like Jagged Edge and them had like rap images and they stopped talking about like, you know, the deep sensual things of love and the deeper aspects of I love. I feel like Jagged Edge talked more about relationships and romance in a better way. Yeah, their content was um because Jermaine Dupree's a real R and B nigga. Yeah, and um their their con I would think I think he was mainly talking about their image, not their content, even though yeah, like that's inspired by what's it called? Those Jodeci brothers, you know and um and just like how some of their like big songs um always had like have a rapper on it. It was talking about how like after like R. Kelly, a lot of people a lot of the casual ears or like the mass ears when they heard R and B, they wanted to have a rapper on it or a rap beat. And then how like um labels didn't really have to sign an R and B artist anymore because they can just sign a rapper like Nelly who's gonna feature a R and B artist on his song. So like R and B artists weren't really a focus anymore. We can just get a rapper and just put an R and B person on the hook. We don't need R and B artists because the rapper will sell all the music for us. And then also that that in turn made rappers start singing more. So he was just talking about how like both genres kind of like ate each other, like um or like oh, self imploded each other. So it was just interesting. And but um yeah, you can't really say jagged edge because they got songs like I promise. Yeah, those brothers were real good. They were kings <laughs> of candy music. They knew how to talk. They knew how to talk to a woman. But then you know you got. I mean, um, one twelve was singing too, like Cupid. But then they also was like crip walking and stuff on Peaches and Cream yeah. and stuff. Peaches and Cream. I'm in a Bentley limousine. Yeah, that's R. Kelly stuff. Damn, R. Kelly's to blame for that. Yeah, he said horny niggas. But then, like you mentioned. The weekend, Frank Ocean, and all these new sleepy niggas kind of changed their back a little bit. <laughs> you can say they're horny niggas too of the weekend. That they are horny and they're very like I don't they don't love anymore. Like um like there's no songs like let's take a long walk or like um that's the way love goes yeah. or like um heaven uh Heaven Can Wait by Michael Jackson when he was in his super R and B phase in the uh early two thousands, late nineties. I don't want to leave my baby alone. Like stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to, everybody wants to get low on their honeys. <laughs> get low on Yeah, hey, man. I like when I heard Michael Jackson talk about how he became a blue gangster because a shorty broke his heart. We don't even hear people talk about that. Like, my baby left me the other day. We don't even get stuff like that. Remember how Dave Hosteller used to be looking straight? Mm-hmm. David Hollister was having fun. That's I'm gonna keep, keep loving you. That's what I'm saying, bro. We don't get nothing like that. That's why yeah. I like, you know, rough ends. That's a classic. No more shopping sprees. Yeah, well, that was that, pretty rappy. It is, but I even think like that's more like it is. You're right. It does show how much materialism was taken over because he's talking about the materialism aspects of love. But I just like how he says. We can't even kick it no more. He doesn't want to do nothing with you no more, girl. That's how much you hurt him. Y'all used to have fun. Mm-hmm. That's what I like but about yeah, it. <laughs> I, I miss all that R&B, man. I be listening to Janet Jackson like shit. I even be listening to a little bit of Faith. I even heard Tamia's album once. That joint was fire. Like I was like, okay, I see why people look at her and like, like women love Tamia. Like, yeah, geez, I was like, about to say, there's this real young lady, the real cute young lady that. I fuck with and she be loving to me a lot. Yeah, bro. Her album um with the 
Fabulous joint. Well, the one without before Fabulous got on it. Once again, oh, yeah. like, put a rapper on it. Put a rapper on it. That <laughs> album, that album is like a I could see it's like it's like a classic album. Yeah, but um, true. yeah, I miss even um Janet Jackson, even when she talks about um sex, like her song Warmth. Like play that for any girl, like when you if you're trying to get in that mood. I'm trying to tell you that song is called Warmth. I'm telling you that joint right there, man, it's so sensual and just you know what I mean? Like, I feel like their sex songs sounded very sexy and shit. You know what I mean? It was like a real vibe. It wasn't just like, like how black and them be just like getting drunk and fucking and leaving and stuff. Whoa, getting drunk and fucking and leaving. <laughs> I don't know. You know how black and Lucky Day and them do it? Uh, man, Lucky Day supposed to be a traditionalist, man. But I don't know. I feel like R&B is... Um, doing its thing still i gotta give army their props because to me they're more like uh they have more of a a wider range than so talk about who's doing numbers in r&b right now who's killing the game man who's putting people on notice no i'll get back to that later but uh as we were talking about earlier the mysterious thing because is the number one r&b artist and she is a mysterious all-star She's talking about trying to. She was like, "Oh man, I was just trying to do the deluxe to SOS, but now this Lana thing might be its own album, and I don't know if I want to drop that soon again. Whoa, I don't want to work that hard again." <laughs> well, people who are killing it in R and B, of course, SZA, Summer Walker, Brent Fires, Lucky Day, um, Chris Brown. He be he be pulling up doing this thing. Queen Nigel, well, actually, I think Queen Nigel is kind of like on the, um, she's like in the in between Kaylani and. Fires decided to drop off because last year he went platinum with Wasteland, and this year he's like he put out a mixtape. He just wanted to do underground shit, and rap with, rap sing with DMV niggas like Little Gray, and Cruddy Murder. I feel like I don't, the, think, um, I don't think people like his new project. That's kind of yeah, kind of got out, got him out of there for. Well, it seems like it's kind of like a mixtape, anyways. Yeah, he's called it a mixtape. You know, he's trying to. That's how you have to call it when you know it's not going to sell well. It's a mixtape. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's. I why think, is the R? See, that's another. Why is the R and B? I think it's intentional. Because he just wants to put out whatever he feel like. Everything you put out, everything Michael Jackson or Prince made wasn't going to sell that's why they have a vault with a lot of unreleased shit like as far as prince goes a lot of stuff he didn't want out just like tyler the creator nah, said, he did want it out it's just the label didn't want him working that well like tyler the creator said hey if something happens to me don't put out like shit that i didn't put out obviously i didn't want it out so people make stuff all the time especially if you're a real artist doesn't mean that you expect it to sell every time you drop like that would be that's just not realistic that's the life of the machine you know what i mean so but I do feel like the R&B pop um, world is growing a little bit with people like Mariah the Scientist, Queen Nyjah, and um, Victoria Monet. I feel like they're like creeping up because I feel like Queen Nyjah, like her music's like not so heavy. It's kind of R&B popish, but um, it's a lot. Robert Glasper's out there. James Fauntleroy and them are doing stuff. Like R&B is like James Fauntleroy is a king ghost. <laughs> Boy, when the last time he dropped something? <laughs> Magic Jordan, um, James Fauntleroy. Yeah. <laughs> um, that nigga never put out a project since 2015. He t- he gave up. <laughs> the warmest winter ever. Yeah, 2015. He gave up. No, it's coming out now. It's about to come out Christmas. Oh my god. Mm. The warmest winter ever. When did it drop? 
Oh yeah, it's dropping the uh December eighth. Oh my God, his first project in like how many years? Okay, God bless you. And then Robert Glasper dropped on November third. Yeah, he's an older nigga. He don't count. Um, Journey, uh, Montana. She's pretty so. But I just feel like R and B is like, like they to me seem like they got a healthier um landscape than rap does. Like a lot of because I feel like it takes more. I forgot about Jacob Lattimore. And even people like Brandy dropping Christmas albums, like even they're let like some of their real super legends could still do stuff. I mean, uh, that's the point though. The reason why you think that's because then the niggas don't sell records, so you don't care about no one talks about the last RB album to go number one or have a number one song because niggas don't look at them to make that same money anymore. That's why when SZA drops and goes crazy with them records, it's amazing to see her Summer Walker when. She first came out because they're the only ones doing numbers for real. As far Damn, as so they only Damn. have two niggas that do numbers. Yeah, because Keanu Ladey, I feel like don't be doing big numbers. None of them do numbers. Uh, who oh, I remember this dude too, uh, John uh, Batiste. People like him a lot though. Yeah, and he don't do numbers. They can get away with not Friday. Being I forgot about Friday. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They can get away with not being successful. They can just make good music and be low. So that's why, like, rap rap is way healthier than R&B. But the difference is R&B, I mean, rap is more famous for the first week sales. and No, rap is healthier, but I feel like as far as artistry goes and skill, like, they're not doing numbers, but there's, to me, there's more better artists than there are, like, mainstream. There's more better mainstream, well, quote-unquote mainstream R&B artists than there are mainstream rappers there's only two mainstream r&b artists though SZA and summer walker for real for real well but in today's internet age i feel like queen naj is pretty popular mariah the scientist is popular james fontlewer is popular magic jordan's popular um i forgot about bj the chicago kid he be doing benny the butcher is bigger than mariah scientist that's what mm. i'm saying mariah i don't the know I, don't, I can't say that i can't say that but my Just talk to is- women talk to women though that's the th- that's the difference you got to talk to women on this kind of stuff. Nah, I know that, but I'm talking about just numbers. Like I said, like summer. Or yeah, Benny. yeah, of course. Of course. That's my point. Benny mm-hmm. the Butcher has a platinum or gold single. Mariah the Scientist don't have none of that. What about Cleo Soul? Cleo Soul don't do no numbers. That's what I'm saying. Like they can get away with just making good music. <laughs> There's a lot of rappers that make good music in the underground that don't do numbers. Like, hey, I had El Cousteau and V's. In my top five most and babyface ray they don't do crazy albums or crazy numbers but they make good music this year speaking Lancey of uh, was my most listened to project this year speaking of uh v's and babyface ray uh four two doug is now my um favorite detroit rapper I thought he's always been your favorite detroit rapper he just went to jail no nah, uh babyface ray was last year oh but he I, last year but last year he didn't drop a project that you liked Two years ago is when Face came out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I was two like. Two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Um, so I was like, but two years ago, I think 4-2 Doug dropped his project and you really enjoyed it, right? Yeah, but Face, yeah. Face is like uh, a personal like little classic for me. Even though there are like four songs I don't really like to listen to. But other than that, I can just play that shit. I is love that. Freedom album. Boys a personal classic for you too? Uh, it's cool. I it's like 2021 it. 2021 as well. It's good. I like it a lot. But four two Doug's my nigga, man. I just that nigga like he just be snapping. Like he got that he got the energy, talk that shit. 
His voice is cool. And um, I just fuck with 4-2, dog. He just gives me that Detroit sound that I like. You know, sometimes... And he don't sound like leaned up as them. So that lean shit's killing me a little bit. But anyways, <laughs> but yeah, that's interesting though. You said that um R and B people, they don't do numbers and they can get away with what do you mean by get away with it? They can get away. No one criticizes. You talked about James Fauntleroy. <laughs> that niggas have been a ghost. I'm just if saying a, they make if a rapper good. didn't if a if a rapper was like that nigga, niggas would shame him. Like J Electronica, you know, J Electronica was getting bothered for years. They let James Fauntleroy write a couple songs and do background vocals and be low. If Frank Ocean was a rapper, he would get bullied more. I feel like their music lasts longer, though. So people can listen to it. Yeah, you know why their music lasts longer? Because there's less competition. Nah, I just think like I just think like Channy Chant stuff like ain't gonna last as long as like a cinematic song like uh like my song like my favorite weekend song the fall like that song is like dope like i'm always going listen to it a few times a year all the time while like like i didn't really love this song but like money back yo got time today i'm not playing that it depends on where i'm at of You're course. not a money back yo fan though it's different that's what i'm saying you like the weekend you went to a show is you'll never go to a money back yo concert i mean i would maybe yeah, no, you wouldn't maybe. please. I mean, if I was like with somebody and they was like, "Hey, I want to go," I'll go. I wouldn't be like, "No, girl, we ain't going to this show." What if you had to buy the tickets? Yeah, I mean, you know, no, hey, man, that, yeah, exactly. Cat, it might be man. something to do. I mean, I would rather go to high Wale. voice. You know, it's it's. I would have. I would have rather have gone to Wale show at the Kennedy Center. Hey, man! Shout out to Wale, man. I'm 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 liking this new Wale. Um, I'm late because you know I'm not I'm not African. I mean, you know, so but I like his song with um, you know, what I'm talking about his his uh Afro beat. You don't know what it is, man. No, I'm about to find it right now, but I like it. I forgot what it's called. Hey, man, forget about it. Is that Do Ballet? The joint with uh Odu. I don't know his name. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, don't worry about it, man. Help me, help me. <laughs> Why don't you want to help? You know what I'm talking you about. Wanted to talk about Fifty Cent, right? No, why don't you say? <laughs> why is that funny? You know what it is. <laughs> you doing like that? Yeah, shout oh, out. Snap, to he got a song with Masego. So yeah, Wale's going oh. back. He's doing what he needs to do. Oh, yeah, dude, he ain't gonna do no numbers, man. We love. Hey, him. we ain't worried about all that, man. Hey, man, his label is like blood on the dance floor. Old Ooh, dude, old dude, Michael black, Jackson? bloody civilian, and Wale. I like is that, that Wale. Get back to that Wale. Get back to that international shit that he been doing. He been doing that international house type shit for a long time. He had Chicago that. songs. He had Baltimore club songs. He did like uh, justice type shit. He been doing Afrobeat stuff. So I'm happy. Like I like this new worldly international Wale song. He need to link up with Skepta and Burner and them. And yeah, like you know they don't want to work with him. He link up with Skepta and Burner and Wizkid and them. He was a put out in. EP. It was Huff. Hey man, he didn't listen to it. Who put out EP? Skepta. Go listen to it. It was Huff. Forty eight hours. <laughs> what do you? Th- oh, it says Ryder and Skepta. That's why. Nah, it's Skepta on it, man. I don't, I'm tired of that. I only want Skepta. I'm, I'm tired of him doing yeah, it. It is only Skepta on it. <laughs> Ryder's a producer. Just a producer. Yeah. Go listen to that alternative shit. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, that's your big brother. You love him. Insomnia, I like that, even though that had people all over it. When he dropped in 2020. 
with yeah, Chip and Young Ads. I think Cuddy was on this joint. Yeah, hey, shout out to Hetty One. He's the only UK rapper I'm fooling with right now. No, no more Jay Huss. You're done. Oh yeah, and Lancey Foe. No more Jay Huss. You're done. Jay Huss, his album was cool, but I don't listen to it like that. What about uh, you don't like David and Cinch stuff? Nah, it's not for me. A hundred meters. Yeah, I, I like what, what he said. I like messing with a broke girl. I got to do is uh, get him a plane ticket or something to impress him. Yeah, shout out to <laughs> well, he likes that. They're funny. They be talking shit. They need to do more stuff. They be having fun. He well, said she was like Cy- Cyprian and like mixed with something else. They be you could tell they got baddies where they live at. Well, shout out to these young ladies that talk more shit than them. Anisia and Caribou. I listened to Anisia's EP called Extra. You just mad because you can't get your baby back. Six tracks, and it's it's very solid. I like how she tries to switch up her style. She tries to get on a club beat. She gets on, uh, excuse me, she has like a big body. is like a, a plug-in beat type joint. Drop top got that old school vibe with it. Refund is like a club type joint. Uh, I like the project. Be Right Back is real player and smooth. It's a good EP. And then also they officially finally put out Splash Brothers, their breakout single together, where they get, where they move like Michigan artists on another level with creative punchlines, funny flows. Uh, But I want to talk about Caribou real quick because Little Yachty, her boss, you know, he criticized rap for not being creative and being in a whack space. And now his best artist is a young lady that has openly said many times that she doesn't give a fuck about rap. She's just using rap as a launch pad to get into acting and other things. So how do you feel about Little Yachty's best artist not giving a damn about rap? Hey, I don't blame her. Like, I mean, entertainment, as we grew up with it, doesn't mean much that much anymore to people because we have some, we have just other shit to do. And I mean, I don't know, like games are whacker. Music is a little whacker. Movies are kind of whacker. Series are pretty cool, but um, good for her. Go ahead, kill rap. I don't care. Do it. I was watching Brown Sugar last night, and Tay Diggs feels how I feel, and he wasn't even thirty yet in the movie. I just miss hip hop, man. Doesn't give me that. Feeling. How old was that nigga? <laughs> doesn't give me that feeling. <laughs> I just miss hip hop. It don't give me that feeling anymore, man. So we got all we got the uh, hip hop Dalmatians all over the place right now. Saying that how old she's he? biracial. No, but uh, in the movie there was the a real like shiny suit ass group that his label signed called the Hip Hop Dalmatians, and most Def didn't want to rock with him. And his uh, label head was like, if you want to sign that nigga, go to Ruck- Rockets if you want that kind of shit. We trying to move units over here. So they signed the Hip Hop Dalmatians, a white and a black dude. But um, yeah, that's what it's all about, you know? I was just thinking like, dang, man, like they really had like the good rap back then. They're lucky. We got all this little, I just want to sell like uh, some uh, fucking Sour Patch Kids with my own flavor and then get out of like become big enough to be a rapper. Hey, I got my own Sour Patch Kids and I'm out of here now. Peace. Hey, I got a Happy Meal. So that's gone. only oh, that's only the select few that can do stuff like that. You think they're going to give Caribou a Popeye's deal? Like how they gave one to IDK? I think maybe. They gave one to IDK? 
He didn't finesse that too. He finessed everything. Hey man, he's got a good manager. Ain't man. no way he had his own Popeyes deal. You don't think so? No, that nigga probably had like a Bojangles deal or something. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of Bojangles in Maryland. In PG County, man. Huh? I think they just did it in PG County, man. Oh, well, Look, good see the IDK. No, see the IDK meal. Yeah, you know, it was a uh, mumbo sauce. Nah, you get a you get a six dollar meal, either strawberry lemonade or classic premium lemonade. And then you get uh, a chicken sandwich, nigga. It was nationwide, man. Certain locations nationwide, man. IDK meal. A chicken sandwich and a drink. No fries. (laughs) Whoa, let me see. On images, I don't see any pictures of him. That's not about him. Yes, man. No, it's trademark infringement. Oh, he called out Popeye's for trademark infringement. Oh, Oh, so it did have nothing to do with it. Yeah. What the hell? I knew he didn't have his own meal. No disrespect to him, you know. Good for him. I think he's, you know, he's a pretty good artist, but, you know. um... Whoa, he started bubbling. Dang, he said that boy deserved that. He calls the IDK, calls out Popeye's for launching IDK meal, ask if they know he owns the IDK trademark. Oh, that's tight. Good job for you owning that trademark. All right. Yeah, Caribou might be able to get like a little sponsorship. Like I was just in Lido's Pizza um yeah. the other day. I was eating inside and there was a why? What's that, what's that nigga's name called what was again? You doing inside eating? You was on lunch break? No, I wanted to go get the pizza and eat it there. Lido's be kind of far. I didn't want to take it and let it get cold. Oh lord, I wasn't by myself. You know, I mean, I was with you know. Well, you was with the work. I was with my gang, you know. But so I'm in there eating. Uh, oh, Lito's. your gang member, not me. I was in there eating Litos, and um, inside the menu they had a uh, Chase Young, and we were like cracking up, like, "Oh, damn, they paid this nigga for no reason. This nigga's in San Francisco now." So I feel like Caribou can get that kind of stuff for Atlanta places, and but really the reason why she's she telling me she it, could only get America's Best Wings deals. Come on, man. I mean, she might be able to get like some Zaxby's shit or something. Just but the thing is, she don't about a young lady saying that she would be willing to go to Atlanta just for Zaxby's. And I was like, hey, man, it ain't that good. Come on. Yeah, man. it's not that good. Relax. Like, you don't even need to have it in your life ever. Like, you can go a whole life without eating Zaxby's. Like, I, like if there was a Zaxby's up here, which I think they're making, I'm never going to go ever. I have Chick-fil-A. There's no point for me to go to Zaxby's. No point for me to go to Cane's. I don't understand you niggas that like raising Cane's. I do not get it. I do not understand it. Canes is only good if you're at college. Chicken tenders are nice, man. I had some nah. in St. Louis. They were hitting. They only good if you in a college town um, like 2009 or 2010 Norfolk where they didn't even have like a Chipotle or nothing yet and all they had was like Taco Bells and shit and like nasty ass Chinese food. Then Canes was good. But uh, other than that, don't do that to yourself. That buttery ass high cholesterol bread is not that good. It's not nasty, but come on, son. But I mean, I don't know. There's people out here still eating Taco Bell and McDonald's. So what do I know? But Caribou, she don't rap about enough sex and materialism to get like a nationwide deal. She's kind of like scare the bros music. Yeah, yeah, she is. <laughs> Remember how pissed off Derek was at one of her punchlines last week? Whoa, I don't say nothing. Because nah, you wanted like... multiple room, different yeah, rooms. He was kitchen. pissed. <laughs> You bad because you can't get your baby back. Yeah, they be talking a lot of shit. She said, I can't fall in love with you. I met you in the club. I like that line. One of my homies got offended because she said sh- you can eat her out, but she ain't sucking no dick. He was pissed. I just like that she has she's distinguished, like, hey, I'm not gonna really take this guy that I meet in the club serious, you know. 
I think that's good for uh, women to hear, but I'm not a woman. So, but that's just my opinion as from a man who possibly could have a daughter or something one day. So I like that. They, uh, a little, what does that mean? My whole family, I'm kind of like, I feel like if I keep like telling people who want me to have a daughter, like every human being I meet wants me to have a daughter. So I feel like they're like manifesting it and it's pissing me off. So I feel like for me to counteract it, I'm just going to accept it and just be happy with any healthy baby that I get. Before I end up like Kobe and get well, no disrespect, rest in peace, Kobe. But before oh, I end up like that and have, have all daughters, like Kobe's just the ultimate girl dad. I don't mean no weirdness by that. But when I think of like a man having like all girls, I think about Kobe first for some reason. You know, rest in peace, Gigi. Rest in peace, Kobe. I I miss Kobe a lot. But um, yeah. So you know, I just I try to accept the possibility of having a daughter now because i feel like if i keep saying i don't want a daughter I'll stop wishing a daughter on me it's my life my brother's like we don't have any girls we need girls in the family no, what the fuck we need girls for what the f- why the fuck do we need girls in the family i don't understand it he just says that dumb shit to me all the time and it pisses me off so now i'm just being more accepting of it so i can have a son you know because i want a son i wouldn't mind having a daughter but i do want a son too but that shit's scary to think about having all girls like god damn don't need those problems but anyways as a man who could possibly have a daughter one day i like that uh the content that caribou and anicia some of the stuff that they rap about but um so you think she's scared of bros music you don't think she'll be uh, a mainstream success nah i don't think so you know i've seen people try to criticize her because of her appearance and they don't like her saying the n-word even though I've seen people now, after they found out that she has a black mom, people respect her more because I guess if you're half black and your mom's black, you get more props for that. I didn't know that. I learned. But anywho, I think uh, for them, it's similar to what the threshold Michigan rappers go through. Can you make music that reaches a wide audience? That can be played in Target. Yeah, well, not a target can be played at the club. <laughs> no, because Lotto, her song, uh, Big D Energy, you can play it in Target. Yeah, but rip me out the plastic. You can play that at every party and it'll make the ladies happy. They need to make a song that makes women want to be happy and shake their booties. Yeah, or else they'll deal with the things that uh, Tara Whack and like um, <laughs> some like Whoa. some like uh gay uh women artists hey. i can say gay what are you doing why you say man gay is a thing right that's not a slur right? yeah right. whack is a mysterious music artist too her best album is 15 minutes <laughs> but i use tiara whack as an example because she's more like rapidy rap and then you yeah, got, she's like, out of there right and then you got like some uh lesbian artists like young and may i feel like young and may's problem is that not enough men listen to her because she's a lesbian and not enough women listen to all that spitting because young may be spitting her ass off but um <laughs> not enough women listen to all that spitting so i feel like if you're gonna be kind of like tomboyish that's hard you gotta be really girly and feminine for the women to like you and that's it when it comes to women rappers for you to but be i feel like successful. I don't think uh, Queen Latifah and MC Light were extra girly. That's the '90s. People liked uh, real rap back then. We live in oh. we live in, in the we're living in the uh, the death era of hip hop, so Whoa. you can't compare it. Hip hop is dead now, so no, it's not. You can rap light as a rock back in the days, and men and women were like you. 
Oh man, see, they were they were letting Huffy rap go by more. That's is that what you're saying? You think MC Light's Huffy? I don't know. That flow didn't sound tight right there. MC Light spits her ass off. You tripping? Hey man, I don't like. She's nice. She's top ten female rappers ever. Is that saying anything? I mean, that's like saying uh, Michael Vick's a top ten black quarterback. What does that mean? She, I, I could even say that she. You can even argue that she's top five. That that is saying something. That don't mean nothing to me. I feel like when, if you're that good, you have to be all time, not in no little uh, chill. I get, I get that, that, but nah, like we should let rank the women by themselves. There's nothing wrong. Nah, with that. man, if they're good enough, they're good enough. If they, they not, are, but there should be two. There could be another list. Nah, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the so sister soldier rap list. I don't give a damn about that. If you're good enough, be good enough. Shout out to Missy Elliott. Lauren Hill, Nicki Minaj, those ladies are good enough to be evaluated with the men. Mm. They are. They're the only women in my top 50 rappers. Dude. Only two of them. And Lil' Kim, you there too. Only two of them. Nah, I got respect for Because Nicki and Lil' Kim ain't better than like 100 rap- male rappers. I think so. I don't think. You think Nicki's better than Method Man? I don't. Yeah. I don't. I think Method Man... He's cool with the features on the, on the Wu Tang stuff, but his solo stuff ain't good enough. He's a group yeah. rapper. I mean, I guess if you compile all the stuff that we like to compile, like the sliders. Yeah, he, she is better than Method Man. <laughs> Damn. Hey, is Lil Kim better than Method Man? Yeah, easy. <laughs> Walking through. I know Joe Budden got punched for talking about Method Man not being as good as everyone tries to say it is, but hey, I agree with them. Yeah, cause uh, Brooklyn, the the put your lighters up is a is a slapper. Dog, I was in a club one time. Oh, I was in a speakeasy in D.C. and the DJ played um. No matter what people say, any I forgot yeah. about that joint. That Bang. joint slaps. Yeah, man, banger. I forgot all about that song. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I still like to do the. Oh, uh, women <laughs> I still like to do the women list by themselves. But then that's crazy. Scared of bros. I never even thought about that. And I also want to apologize to Paco Panama, KP Skywalker, and all the rappers that I said they were in their beta phases when Jamal told me to listen to them. I have to appreciate and let artists develop on their own timeline, regardless of how young or how old they are. I realized that, yeah, what Jamal was giving me from Paco Panama I don't like it as much. I had to I had to let him get in that creative zone in the matrix and let him become the one and get away from that loose influence and find his own style. And I like the Matrix project a lot. And on that, he don't rap like Lose as much. And D Money isn't on that project. So yeah, D Money, you're not terrible, but I like Smoke Chapel. I think that's uh Paco Panama's best rapping partner. And KP Skywalker, I remember one of my little homies told me to listen to the Grandma House Deluxe. That dropped in January. Didn't like it. I finally got your vision on Rhythm and Bip. And then I went back and I had to listen to the original Grandma's House. And I was like, man, that's an example of the original being so tight that it didn't really need a Deluxe. Like, yeah, it did. Deluxe and, and I Grandma's wasn't... House messes it up for me. And I, I just wasn't like so the original. Much... I wasn't so much a fan of theirs, but I seen like the potential and I liked it. Coming from for DC, you know, I have to like 
lower my standards for DC rappers. I'm saying it. Don't care. I got to lower my standards for them. And I like just the the non-DMV flow. I was like, all right, we can work. I can work with this. Like, let's go. This is a good foundation. Not using the DMV flow all over the goddamn place. Let's get it. So I don't really necessarily. And I'm used to listening to a lot of underground and non-mainstream artists and people who aren't even popular who are actually like trying to become rappers. I am like no. I'm, I'm saying, moved. why did you send me this? I don't like this tape, man. No, just that one song. That song, fire, bro. That song, Tony. Just listen to that joint. In the Leave car, me alone. I heard it already. Two girls uh, put me onto that joint. They rock with that joint. So yeah, those Paco Panama and KP Skywalker are the kings of DC rap right now. Shout out to El Custo. He's doing his thing too. Shout out to Wi-Fi God. He's doing his thing too. What about side sideshow? Sideshow, he's more he's a mysterious music boy. He don't even Yeah, but he be posting a lot. Yeah, he don't even like doing interviews. He don't want to talk and spread the message of his music. And while Niante and the rest of the homies did real hip hop, I don't even think that boy was in the video. I don't know where he was at. And he's actually on Mike's label. But El Cousteau be hanging out with them more. That's why like Mike let El Cousteau open up for him, Earl the Sweatshirt let El Cousteau open up for him. Niante brought out El Cousteau. I feel like Sideshow's the one they should be bringing up, but he don't be around as much. He's too busy focused on his Tigras. Yeah, man, they're going through a lot. I, uh, I mean, I knew about some of it, but uh, ever since I've been like listening to him, I've like looked into more yeah, of like I looked into like the Tigre um, genocide and he stuff. Used to be an East African expert, man. I know that's why I know uh knew a lot about, but it's a exactly. lot going it's a lot going on everywhere, bro. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a lot going on with the um with the whatchamacallit um with the uh, um Amarnia people, a lot of people going on with the Tigre people. And then it's just that's why like not to even get political, that's why when people bring up like the Palestine and Israel shit, it's just like, what do I think, nigga? I don't think nothing. What about what's happening in Congo? What about like it's just where I'm, I'm never gonna like stop, and this shit going on in Sudan, like, like so, and like they don't really talk about them as much as they talk about Israel and Palestine. But like, am I supposed to say, hey, you're not talking about this, but you're talking about that? Like, what am I supposed to do? So, and what about like, black on black crime? What about black on black crime? <laughs> That's just a joke, guys. Sorry. But anyways, uh, how do you feel about uh Sauce Walker uh being the greatest lyricist of this year? I don't know about that. Did you hear about him calling out J. Cole saying he can rap like how he always does? Yeah, he just wants he just wants J. Cole. Help me out, please. You've been helping a lot of people out. Get on my song. Yeah, good luck. You that's your homie though. Don't you like him? Nah, he peaked in like 2015. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's when I, that's when he was supposed to go mainstream and you know, bring back fun rap and dance. But then he got mad at Drake and Future. Yeah, and yeah, lost like bought himself. Now he had to become a lyricist. <laughs> Didn't Jay Z say something about him or something? Yeah, he likes his lyrical stuff. He get he put him on a playlist once. Whoa, <laughs> that's what he did. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. What do you think Jay Z did? What's uh happening with Baby Drills? He like doing is he growing as an artist no they're trying to make him the next atlanta star but i don't think niggas want that dang it's not working man damn the lotto put him on that it's a party sequel and that shit did nothing 
Nah, yeah, I never even, yeah, I've never really heard it before. Yeah, it went, it went away as soon as it dropped. <laughs> it went away as soon as it dropped. <laughs> oh, nothing. man. So what do you, uh, what do you, well, we can talk about that later, what we're looking forward to next year. We got a few more weeks. We got like four more weeks left in the year. Yeah, man. But um, yeah, I'm 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 curious about what's going to happen next year because it's I don't know. I mean, Tyler's still doing his thing. He's young. Anissa and Caribou, they're pretty strong. Cole should be dropping. Future and Metro should be dropping at least. So it should be interesting. Baby Keem. He's oh lord! Whoa, you gave up on him? I mean, just drop, bro. You want the bunker bed? Just drop. Just hey, drop. man, he's hanging out with his mysterious cousin. <laughs> just, just drop before we forget about you, bro. Hey, man. Bunker, man, I actually love that song. Yeah, I know you do. Never live in fear. Oh, man, but you wanted to talk about Peaks before we disappeared? Speaking of Kendrick, he's an all-time great because, hey, he has longevity, consistency, and he has peak performance, and you're confused. On how I evaluate greatness, what's wrong with you, boy? Yeah, like um, you say, you say LeBron, uh, Jordan's better than LeBron because of his peak. Yes, even though like LeBron being thirty-eight averaged more points than Jordan at thirty-eight. Yeah, LeBron's not at his peak anymore. He sustained his greatness. But some people would say he's better than Jordan because how long he's done. Yeah, because he has longevity. That's my point. LeBron's argument to being the greatest is that he's been balling longer than anyone's been balling like this and that is a good argument and then my argument is michael jordan's peak no one's fucking with him 10 scoring titles nine first team all defense defensive player of the year led the nba in steals three times i'm not even talking about championships i'm just talking about what he did as an individual is unprecedented so yeah depends on what you like do you prefer Peak performance, or do you prefer longevity? That's what about what Fifty Cent. Then he has probably, to me, almost one of the greatest top three, top two peaks in rap history. Yeah, he has a great peak from O two to O five. His peak was amazing. And then video was, games, movies, clothes, shoes, given di- almost given diamond record. The game to Lil mm-hmm. Kim, Magic Stick. Giving hits to uh, on fire to Lloyd Banks, yeah. Even giving so seductive to Tony Ayo, like those songs that Fifty Cent kept it for himself, they would have been bigger. Even doing stuff like the Get Rich or Die Trying soundtrack, yeah. Fifty Cent O two to O five is one of the best peaks ever, and because of that, I got him in the top thirty all time. Hmm. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. I I get it because he don't got like classic albums like Kendrick. Yeah. Kendrick but why is he not above J. Cole then? Huh? Why isn't he not above J. Cole? He is J. Cole and J. Cole's like in the 40s. I don't rate him as high as everybody else. Okay. Do you think 50's peak was better uh bigger than Drake's? Uh I do only because, like I it said, is. he has a clothes, shoes. Yeah, clothes, shoes, video games. When albums lasted longer, so Get Rich or Die Trying had more impact than any Drake album. Get Rich or Die Trying has more impact than like 99% of rap albums ever. It's not many rap albums that have a bigger impact than that and lasted like that. And a lot of people forget 
Beg for Mercy came out in 2003, just like Get Richard Die Trying. So that's what I'm saying. 50s run is crazy. You got all the, you got the 50 Cent is the future mixtape, all those G-Unit mixtapes. Then you got Get Richard Die Trying. Then you got Beg for Mercy. Then the Massacre. Hey, man, it's a crazy run. And all the G-Unit radios, all the mixtapes he's doing in that time period, he was going crazy. And then you got the that's why Biggie Biggie has an amazing peak, but he he died at 24. He only has two albums. So you're gonna keep dropping historically because hey man, I can't put you above people like Drake that's been balling for over 10 years. Can't even put you around above Kendrick anymore, to be honest. It's hard. It's like Biggie, you almost outside the top 10. Because there's a lot of brothers and sisters that have been grinding. Well, it's going to stop now because ain't nobody about to be good anymore. Yeah, to get that high. But yeah, like Tupac, he put out five solo albums and a group album. So his discography is good enough for him to still be in the top five. Or in the GOAT talks if you feel that way. But yeah. And then, like I said, you can if you just look at peak Tupac from Me Against the World to All Eyes on Me, to the Machiavelli album, that brother was getting better. So you can just project and be like, man, what zone was he going to be on for the next five years if he stayed in music? So, you know, with him, it's easier to see his career out because he gave us more work to deal with. So, yeah, I, that's why I prefer Peak. But, hey, you look at Jay-Z, that's why... Do it for he, sports. Huh? Do it for sports besides LeBron and Jordan before he disappear. Somebody else. I don't know. Uh, what else, man? Hey, man. Tom you don't Brady. Know Tom Brady. Tom I don't Brady. know about that, bro. I don't know. Tim Duncan. Yeah, what about Compared Tim? Compared to KG. Well, that's easy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey, man. Sorry, um, bro. See. Remember, we thought KG was like that, nigga, growing up. Yeah, he was but until he wasn't. Until we saw that, hey, he kind of didn't want the pressure of being the man at the end of games. He didn't want to be a dominant scorer. He's more of a guy that wants to play defense, you know. But Tim Duncan had a bunch of little niggas, little foreign niggas running around doing Euro steps and faster than everybody like Tony Parker and like Bruce Bowens. And he had complete. Bruce Bowens an American. I know, but I just. Tim Duncan's technically an American too. He's from the U.S. Virgin Islands. Yeah, but I'm just saying KG never had like a defensive nigga like Bruce Bowen and then a bunch of foreign niggas running around doing Euro steps and being fast like Tony Parker and shit. Hey, man. Shout out to Tim Duncan. Getting it done. Yeah, having more swag than he used to. <laughs> but yeah, Kevin Garnett, he's nice. But yeah, I'd rather have Tim Duncan. I don't even think it's a debate. And how do you feel about people like Gilbert Arenas with all his takes, even though like he wasn't really that nigga like people pretend he was? Hey, man, he was all NBA three years, and he's the modern, he's the prototype to the modern scoring guard of Damian Lillard and Steph. So that's what gives him the love. And he made number zero cool, and a lot of niggas wear number zero now. So that's what keeps his legacy cool. He had a fun style of play that still exists today, and even his number is still cool. He said that one of the people that he helped babysit as a kid was Jason Tatum. And he made a joke like he brainwashed him into wearing number zero. <laughs> Is he better than uh, Chauncey Billups? 
Yeah, I'd rather have Gilbert. What about Darren Williams? Yeah, I'd rather have Gilbert. What about Chris Paul? Nah, Chris Paul. Yeah, I know that. Especially before injury, Chris Paul. Yep. That nigga was a fool. Whoa. You know about that? What, before injury, Chris Paul? I thought you only knew about Ben Roethlisberger before injury. Shit, Chris Paul before injury was acting foolish. That nigga got a little bit of bounce with his crossovers. He was like jumping around dribbling. Your state is getting cooked right now, by the way. Tennessee is losing to North Carolina 27-48. 5.51 left in the first half. This basketball you talking about? Yeah, Rocky Top. I don't fuck with them niggas like that. Whoa. I like them in football a little bit. Whoa. Why are you being mean to them? Fuck those niggas, man. Fuck the Titans, too. Okay. I'm not fucking with 20 years of mediocrity. Speaking of 20 years of mediocrity, why do Michigan brothers cry a lot? You didn't answer my question when I asked you that. I don't know. Did Charles Woodson cry? I don't know. That's before my time. Um, I don't know about no other Michigan niggas like balled out like that. <laughs> I'm talking about the fans and the coaches. They be I, don't know, I don't know shit about them blue niggas. Yeah, come on, man. What about the viral meme? This shit means something to me, man. And then the coach, the interim coach of Michigan, he was crying. Oh, Harbaugh, thank you for giving me this chance. Oh, Harbaugh need to bring his punk ass back to the NFL. We need more psycho, uh, psycho coaches back. Why? Because it was fun back then. Hey, well, goon football's gone, so I don't know. But he was a fun psycho coach. He was beefing with people, other coaches at the end of the game. He had a running quarterback and a savage defense, and he was just like psycho at the press conferences. I missed that type of shit. Mm. Instead of all these Ron Rivera-ass fucking social study teachers looking ass coaches. Oh, It's about to be like 17 coaches getting fired this year. I thought that would be exciting. That is exciting. And I'm happy that Tom Brady's running down on the NFL saying y'all niggas is mediocre. Oh, yeah. One more thing. Well, you can't answer it, but it's interesting that when the running quarterback comes, it seems like all quarterbacks have suffered. Like even like the young standard traditional white quarterbacks have been straight ass and like the runners are better. But it just seems like once the NFL let RG3 in them in the building after like Cam Newton shit. It seems like a lot of the Zach Wilsons and um, Baker Mayfields and a lot of these like Tannehill people are straight and Derek Carr and all them are just straight trizzy. Like I feel like quarterback play is like real whack these days, unless you're like a Jalen Hurts, Mahomes, Burrow's like Burrow, Lawrence, and Herbert and Allen are like the exception for like the white quarterbacks, but white quarterbacks have been straight trash lately. It's just something interesting that I thought about. But I know you can't speak on that, so. Yeah, I don't know what that is. God bless America. And, hey, photographer boy, get a new job. You'll be all right. <laughs> UPS is hiring. Hey, this is Chopper Soup Convo. Hope y'all had fun out there. Big sweet. Whoa, all right now. Shout out to Texas A&M. They tired Duke football's coach. Shout out to Zero, the king of the ghetto, who was Rod Wave before Rod Wave. Oh, yeah. Before we disappear, why is Rod Wave still in everybody's lyrics? 
because the young kids don't care about nothing. I'll do the same shit. If I have a son, I'm gonna tell him to steal all kinds of these. What if he's clearing all of these joints, but the people that are complaining don't own their music? That could be a possibility. And everybody did that. Currency did it a lot. Jay Z did it well, a lot. Currency is underground. He ain't paying nobody. Jay Z did it a lot. Snoop used to take like Slick Rick and them shit a lot. Um, cold through the back door. Guess who they saw? A lot of people said that. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people have done that a lot. Uh, Drake did with, um. Project Pata. And um yeah, so still stuff for the old people. Make the stupid kids listen to Who like wanted kids. to sue Drake because Drake stole his his lyrics. Mm -hmm. Remember who that was? Nah, I just remember XXX and was really mad at him. Uh but Rod Wave keeps stealing because all the young people they can't listen to nothing five years ago and before because they're stupid. So still all that stuff and make them. Oh like yeah, it was rapping forte that Drake that tried to sue Drake for stealing his lyrics. <laughs> now you know the deal. That's what he said mm -hmm. off his song from the strip club. I used to like the on oh, the Players Club. Mm-hmm. Used to the songs from the strip club. Well, the song's called the Players Club. Whoa, a young lady said she was very shocked that SOS by SZA was her top album, and Renaissance by Beyonce was number two. Yeah, she might get in trouble from the Beehive. <laughs> You already know. I feel like falling in love. Yeah, that's a nice song. See, she felt like, see, that's old school. But tonight she's fucking something up. Oh, uh, yeah, that is true. We gonna fuck up tonight. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, she got too rappy, too. But that's another story for another day. I don't want to get canceled. But anyways, like I said, shout out to Zero, the king of the ghetto from H-Town. Uh, Rawway before Rawway. Why he you was, beat up your cousin, man? He was, oh, never mind. He got beat up. Sorry. Shout out Trade the Truth. Don't beat up Zero no more, please. But anyways, he was crying and sad and all the time back in the days. You said he was crying and sad all the time? Yeah, Zero was always sad. He was never had rarely, fun. He was rarely tipping and like Boston. He was rarely tipping. You know, Houston, they love they like cash money two uh, they're like New Orleans 2.0. They love flossing and Talking yeah, I've never really years. listened to Zero growing up because he wasn't having fun. Mm -mm, he was always singing like old school stuff. My favorite song from him is From the South. I got the diamonds in the mouth. Him and Paul oh, Wall go crazy. Hold up a minute. I'm the king of the ghetto. Yeah, you know it. Come on now. fifty-seven pretty, but ain't nothing Woo! nice in it. Go ahead. Too many bitches and not enough rubber. Uh-huh. Yeah, I used to like that song, He too. knows the truth. Come on, man. This is DJ A-Ball Mall. He knows the Hold game. up a minute, I'm the king of the ghetto. Woo! Oh, yeah, did you hear? Yeah, speaking of Texas classics, did you hear that uh, Bun B remake of, uh, you know, with Buster Rhymes, The Baby, and T-Pain, remember? Oh, Lord. <laughs> they just need to give that song to T-Pain, man. Big money. They can make that join the strip club anthem. Yeah, that's what it's for. Fast. They were rapping fast and losing themselves on that beat. <laughs> that's what that song is for. That song is for a nice Texas stallion doing that pole work with some purple lights in the background. Dang, it's not for brothers to rap fast. No. Yeah. Niggas having like eight legs and shit in the video. What the fuck was all that about? Hey, Even though to me, I liked it. I think it's good. Yeah, of course you like it. You like geeky shit. I'm old school, man. I was watching Brown Sugar last night. Well, yeah, Watch Brown Sugar. said it again. And I guess what else is I did? A part of your, is this a part of your educational process and, you know, showing young people how movies were like in the early 2000s? No, nah, but guess what else I did over my uh, holiday? 
I watched two Tyler Perry movies. Of course he did. <laughs> man, man, that shit is hilarious for like all the wrong reasons, like for like uh, cocaine bear reasons. Mm. Man, Tyler Perry is a sick nigga, bro. Why did I get married and why did I get married too? Well, that's what you Jackson, to see. Janet Jackson kills her husband and then married and uh, is about to get with The Rock at the end. Oh my God, that was funny. <laughs> hey man, do that. If you would have, honey, put on uh, Why Did I Get Married or Why Did I Get Married Too, man, please. She's going to li- like it and you're going to like it because you're going to be cracking up. It's a perfect perfect for like people like uh, who think like us and to watch it with girls who actually think it's like a good movie. Hey it's man, a couple of days ago I was with the young lady and she was watching Medea's Witness Protection, okay? See, that's how I, I that was my line. <laughs> that was my line my line in the sand. I said, no Medea movies. Yeah, no, nah, I had to see it. Hey, I can see a Tyler Perry movie, but not when he's being Medea. All the other ones I'm watching. Hey, you didn't want to be an auntie? Nah, but I watched the one where he made like um, Sanaa Lathan, like a real mean wife and She's like cheating on her husband with her boss. And there was like another one where like a woman's like a sex addict and she like be fucking all these white men and stuff. And like the niggas be going crazy and they be sick in the head. Like, bitch, why don't you love me no more? It's fucking hilarious. And then you top it off with watching the Boondocks episode about him. It's just like perfect, man. Ooh. Perfect. Straight <laughs> comedy. Dang, I've tried to end this show, but I still have more questions. How do you feel about J.I.D. now having a, a song that women like to dance to with that surround sound challenge. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, so man. women don't want to dance to his music? Now they they are dancing to his music now. With the thing on the ceiling? Yeah. Oh, that's his song? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I never heard the song. I just only paid attention to the videos. Because they put the camera up. And you get my laptop. I love that this, this nigga don't be listening to nothing. You <laughs> <laughs> What? I said I love it that you don't be listening to nothing, man. You don't need that fuck shit. <laughs> I just like that they uh put the camera up and you can see it wobble wobble. You can see it shake it, shake it. You know that song came out last year, man. That was a single for his album. It's an album that people have called a classic. It came Dang, out good for him. Years. Girls is really shaking it up to that joint. Yeah. And it has 21 on it. And baby Tate, you know. So, I remember that song with the little samples voice. Miss 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 Fat Booty from Most Deaf. I remember that song with the uh, little voice. Speaking of Most Deaf, man, that Brown Sugar song, man. Mm-mm-mm. Whoa! Oh, you said Mm-mm-mm, like you wanted to make love to that. So give it to me, now, damn baby, now, damn baby. See, man, that's when hip hop was pure, man. Back in the days, you see Dana Dane and Slick Rick in the park, man. There's nothing like it. Well, you like that old school stuff? I don't know. I just, it, it was, I don't know. It seems like it was tight back then. Dang. But yeah, shout out to JID, man. Good for you, man. It's always cool when somebody like, dang, has Lupe ever had a song like that? Would that make girls want to dance? No. Yeah. Damn, that's a, that's, we need to like research that. Rappers, dang, has Pusha T ever made girls want to dance? No, that's why he's an underachiever, boy. He never made girls want to dance ever. No. Ma don't love her. Hell no, they was walking to the bar. For oh that. yeah, he has made girls dance top down, wrong spinning. He wasn't playing that. If if you know you right, it wasn't bumping that. Um, Justin Timberlake. Easy. He has a song with them that girls are dancing to, right? No, nah, I don't think they was body popping to that one. 
Kanye got songs that girls dance to? Did they dance to Can't Tell Me Nothing? <laughs> Mm-mm, they danced to a workout song. Oh, true. Man. Jay-Z got songs girls dance to. Mm-hmm. And at and least Tupac. Nas was a part of Uchi Wally. You got one. Mm, shit, Nas got the drum with Genuine. They like that shit now. And you owe me, yeah, that is Jiggy. He performed that at the Usher show, and that shit was rocking. <laughs> oh, yeah. A girl had that shit stuck in my head like a few years ago. And I That's funny. Usher wanted to have fun. Usher wanted to be Genuine right there. Oh. Say what's your pride? That's just a straight yeah, it, is, it is a jiggy anthem. That's Hell your, yeah. I want to hit the dance floor right now. Yeah. If a so DJ Tupac, plays that amount and I'm in the place to be, I'm hitting the dance floor fast. Tupac, Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas all had songs. What about Kendrick? Yeah, you know. <laughs> nah. Oh, yeah. What's up? They can twerk the bitch. Be humble. Nah. <laughs> nope. Loyalty with Rihanna. No, that song's a great song, but no. What about love? I want to be with you. Fucking problems ain't his song, so that don't count. But he has the best verse on it, so it's kind of his song. But they're not dancing to that. Oh. Like, give it to me, Jay-Z. Give it to me, Jay-Z. They dance about poetic justice? Nah. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, he said, uh uh-oh. He said, uh uh-oh. That's crazy that um, Kanye don't got one, though. They, they weren't dancing to Gold Digger in 2005? Oh, yeah, yeah. They were dancing to that. <laughs> and Drake, he has them, of course. Of course. And Future has them. Meek Mill, does he have it? He had the intro? Nah. Uh, are they dancing to House Party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. I don't know, bro. That's more like a Thug It Out song. Nah, but girls can... I've seen girls twerk the House Party. Come on, man. I was at ODU, man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's lucky. Well, they got no hands. He's lucky. Well, they got no hands, though. Yeah, that's not his song, though. You said it. Hey, what about a song of his own? Yeah, you don't have it. Bad. Rick Ross don't got it. Rick Ross Ross don't got it. (laughs) Girls couldn't twerk the BMF? Nah. Or MC Hammer? Ashton Martin music. Oh no, he do got one. I got a couple of dollars. I can spend them all. Oh, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. That's the grown and sexy party. Yeah. Hell yeah, that shit slaps. <laughs> I and love that. And our money make me come up on Trilla. Girls nah, like this. Nah. Oh, he said no. <laughs> that's too underground. Does Fab is Hollaback Young account for Fabulous? Yes, nigga. They dance to that. Yeah, and throw it in the bag. They're not dancing and throw it in the bag. They are. No, they're not. If they dancing to Here I Am, they're dancing to throw it in the bag, nigga. Nah, Here I Am is a straight, like, you could dance at a ball to that. You're not dancing to throw it in the bag. Ooh, you're just throwing it in the bag? You're cruising, driving with your lady to throw it in the bag. Oh, man. Um, Uzi don't got one. Yeah, does, does, does Little Yachty have one? Nah. Oh, Pika. Well, Peekaboo. Does that count? Peekaboo, Peekaboo. I actually had that song stuck in my head for the last few days. Interesting. Why is that? Because of Offset going, he had a a real good swag attack air during that time. Mm. Like uh, Bad and Bougie in that song. (laughs) True. 
21 don't got one. All right, I know we have to leave, but 21. Nah, we don't have to, but uh, <laughs> 21, I don't know. Yeah, what is... Uh, Nudie got one before him. Well, Nudie just got one this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bending it down. Whoa, you didn't know that was J.I.D.'s song. That's hilarious. Travis Scott don't got one either. Mama Sita. Sita. Oh, yeah, he does. Um, Sicko mode. Second part. What about uh Antidope? Nah, anybody. Oh, they can't have fun at Antidope? I've too seen slow. What? It's too slow. Uh, I've seen that. That used to go up at Function. That's Travis Scott's breakout song. That's more like the... Do like the you know like when truckers do like the eh, eh, with they the, to oh. do the um that's like how people dance to that with their arms like that that's not Ooh. that kind of stuff don't count as far as like how do you want it give it to me and oh, uh, so you, you owe me means music like you owe me is like a real like you dancing to that mm. like that like you partying to that okay I mean it's different eras so that don't count because people don't dance like they did when you owe me was out. And yeah. girls twerking, but I just feel like they on the dance floor dance. I mean, I don't know. Do girls dance with their girl? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Shit's just different now. Mm-hmm. But that's an interesting thing, though. Rappers don't have songs that girls can dance to. Damn, Lupe. And push. <laughs> that must feel weird. Hey, man. Never get your music played when people are dancing. <laughs> yeah, when people... Yeah, they're mysterious music rappers, man. Only for your headphones in your car. ASAP don't got Rocky don't got that either. Nah, fucking problems. Remember, it's his song. They gave it to him. <laughs> yeah, he got one on accident. Cardi got one with Nicki. Poke it out. Yeah, that joint goes. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Bad bitch. Poke it out. Yeah. Damn. What's What's MC Light's body popping anthem? I rocks the party that rocks the party. That Ooh. does that. Ooh. I want to get what was her song? I want a hood rat. What was her song again? I want a street. I want a rock neck. Yeah. I need it in the morning. I got a rock neck. Not a rock neck. Gotta need a rock neck. Whoa. Was they was they body popping to that? Nah, they were standing with their arms folded, mugging. Hey, with their high tech boots and steel toe boots and stuff. What about Queen Latifah's body popping anthem? What is that? Ladies no. first? Nah. She <laughs> should have been on Ladies Night. She could have had one. Yeah, I, don't, I think by then she was too bossed up in the TV show and movies. Maybe she was looking straight. I mean, they let Angie Martinez on that song. <laughs> Does Kodak have one? Uh, no flocking. Does that count? Is that too mobby? To Mobby, but uh, I think that's that Z shit counts. Yeah, yeah, you can dance with a girl. Yeah, he got one. And you know, two chains got that out the way. Yeah, on my birthday, I'm big booty and and used to and around around. I'm spending. Damn, that's a real thing that's important to me. Yeah, having music that people can dance to. That my is nigga, my nigga, YG had one. Whoa, that was it? That slow shit? Yeah, nah, I don't know. <laughs> Good on, man. I'm a blood nigga, blood nigga, blood nigga, blood nigga. What about the other one? Who do you love? Ah, that's too West Coast. Oh, he's ah. 
That was two West Coast for me. You know, Flo Millie's about to put out a single that her fans seem to have wanted for a while. And it's interesting that it's the same beat as Ron Artest by Babyface Ray and 4-2 Dubs. So I don't know what that's going to do. Well, good for her. Shout out to Mobile, Alabama. You know, stay strong, guys, as far as rap goes. And I seen Sexy Red hanging out with Big Pyru YG. So good luck. I don't know if people like her free her nigga song. Do you? Yeah. Uh oh. And why is T.I.'s son acting up? Why does he want to be from the ghetto so bad and yell in the box, in the <sighs> press box? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I wanted to be gen. I want to generalize the whole region, but that wouldn't be fair. There's plenty of player cool Southern people. Um, and there's a lot of stupid East Coast and West Coast kids and sons. But I don't know what other gangster rap son, uh, gangster rap sons can you think about, or street rap sons can you think about that are cool these days? I know Snoop's one of his, his oldest sons, very chill and relaxed. True. He like smokes weed and is like a vegan. That's what's said. And rides bikes and shit. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I can't think of any other like street rapper sons that are relaxed. Yeah, or like that are. Do street rappers have sons? Of course they do, but do they hang out with their sons? That's another question. <laughs> yeah, because you know the most famous one don't like his son. He wants him to die and stuff. Ooh, hey, man, he's not the most <laughs> famous gangster rapper. Maybe he is. Yeah, with the son, with the son. Yeah, yeah, well, all of them have sons to my knowledge, but... No, I don't got no son. Yes, he does. He have a, his, He has two children. His second child is a boy. His child was... Oh, yeah, Knight. Yeah. He's young, though. I don't know if he's... 18 yet no he's not 18 he's still in elementary school i think but he's like no he's at least in middle school or high school he's at least 14 now right yeah i guess yeah so hey man <laughs> that's crazy i like that king be getting angry i'm from the hood i ain't grow up with y'all yeah that shit looks foolish you embarrassing your family he's right like you look silly. <laughs> Even if you are gangster, we're not going to like you. We're not going to think you're cool. You grow rich. Like, just be like a funny, cool player, dude. Like, I like, can't. I'm like, from Atlanta. I got big teeth. Why do you want to stand on business? Like, why don't you want to be like a fly, cool nigga that get girls that's funny, like that people like to be around, not somebody that causes problems at football games? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. That's the easiest way for him to get like attention and validation. Ah. It's harder for him to get attention and validation for like having like a dope personality and being funny and shit like that and being fresh. I get it. It's harder. You notice that. that's the son that Ti hangs out with the most publicly because he goes viral the most. Like they did a joint for Complex, so I guess this stuff works because King is more out, more vocal and outside. He gets to do stuff like he did the funny Marco interview. He gets to be more active. So, oh yeah, E Forty Son Droopy is pretty cool. Yeah, word. Shout out to people looking at Ti's other kids. One of them's like a underground backpack rapper. One of them does like r little rock music. So hey, his boys do a lot of different things, man. Should be you know salute to all the diverse crowds. But shout the King, man, keeping it gutter. Hmm. He got uh, he got beat up in a bathtub by somebody once a few years ago. He couldn't really fight, but he tried. He <laughs> get popped. Pop, pop. He got hit in the bathroom? Oh. 
Well, he was, I don't know if it was a bad thing, but I just know he fought like a fan or some shit. And that nigga was tagging his little ass up. He was like trying to square up, like and look cool. Like he was aesthetically trying to look cool. Like NLE Chopper did when he was on that beach in California, trying to like, you don't fight with my squad. Bow, got popped. Like <laughs> these niggas do have no bobbing weave in them. It's kind of funny to see. <laughs> bobby the bobby the bobby the bobby. Okay. Leave the baby alone, man. He's trying. Huh? So leave the baby alone, man. He's who is that? Who said anything about him? You, you, when you said Bobby the Bobby the Bobby, it reminded me of his flow. Oh shit, that's crazy. Bobby the Bobby the Bobby the Bobby the Bobby the Bobby the Bobby. Everybody, if I say who am I rapping like, anybody I know, they'll say the baby. Yeah, that is true. He but is you gotta be careful. He might shoot you for that if he hears you say. No, nah, I don't think he's that sensitive. I think he's a man of integrity. He beats people up a lot and shoots people. He shot that person um outside of his house. Well, that's a trespasser. I think he had like mental issues. And don't trespass on my property. You're gonna get hit. I don't understand why niggas don't got dogs, man. When I get my mansion, like if you cross that fence, bro, just get ready for some Dobermans and some Rottweilers. Yeah, you like you're gonna be a classy young man and have your dogs inside. They're gonna be outside. Trust me. They're gonna be inside. Oh, outside. But man. when I get my mansion, just I'm just saying, get ready for some cane corsos, some Dobermans. You know what I mean? Just get ready. That's all I gotta say. You better have some steak or some shit with you, because a lot of niggas be pulling up on people's cribs and just being able to walk in the yard. Like academic said, somebody ran try to go through his back door. Like if you try to come through my back door, you are gonna deal with a canine, my nigga. Period. Whack one hundred style. That nigga got like six, seven dogs outside his crib. That's how you got to do it when you're a boss. You know what I mean? You're not pulling up to my crib without having to run from a dog. Then when you get in the crib, if you get in the crib, you have to deal with that 12 gauge. So you have to just be like a real ill John Wick, James Bond nigga to even get to the door. So I just don't understand it. This um, nigga's living the warning video. Hey, man, I'm just saying, if you got valuables and you got a big house and a family, there should be something that can eat some shit up. In your career, that's what dog. I'm from the south, so that's what dogs are for. Nigga, they had extra set of ears. Anybody that I knew in the south that had dope cars and dope shit in their crib always had like a boxer and a Rottweiler back there, or like a fucking mastiff. Like my family down south, they all, there's always dogs outside. So if you crop, hop that fence, you better giddy up. I rock the party. Who rocks the park? Yeah. Who is this? What? I think that was Queen Penn's song, actually. No, nah, I think you're right. Maybe so. Let's see. Yeah, I rock Queen. The... yeah it is Queen Penn. <laughs> he, he, he. That's when Missy first popped out the he, 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 ha, he, 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 ha. Is that yeah, old man? school? Yeah, man, I'm just such a rap nerd. It sucks. I feel like you can't really be rap nerds about stuff today. You can, you just don't want to get in the underground. That's why oh, we missed the rage. Is that's when why we asked about what can do they have songs for girls? Because you know, in the underground, that's not their focus. You know, Griselda don't got no songs for ladies, or damn, Freddie. Benny the Butcher don't got a song girls can dance to. Um, Freddie Gibbs, what's Larry Jones' best song for the ladies? You would say, um, let's see, I feel like uh, around the world is pretty jiggy. Mm. I done been. Around the world, dip moving, dipping, back in action, and like a credit card. I need my balance. Um, yeah, he probably don't have one either. <laughs> yeah, the underground currency don't got no songs for the honeys. They ain't where to cash a song for the ladies. 
Dang, even Master P got songs for the ladies. What make them say, uh? Wobble Wobble, Five O Four Boys. Oh man. And Chopper style the remix Indonesia. Let me all that. <laughs> Indonesia. And he got the original free codes. Yeah, no bullshit. He does have the original free codes. Free- oh, yeah, he does. I just had to play that With for a girl. She was like, wow, that's crazy. Whoa. She loved the future version. I was like, yeah, that's masterpiece shit. Yeah, the future version's better. He bosses it up on another level. My Cuban Man, they both, bigger they than both the slap. They, they both slap, though. Yeah, but the future version's better, man. He really gets them girls to t- put it. Hey, they touch their knees and their elbows. Three uh, Six Mafia has yeah yeah they got songs girls. Of course, but Bone Thugs. Hey man, <laughs> well, they have a song that girls like with Mariah Carey breakdown. They don't dance into it though. Damn, I, I, they don't make people dance. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's like a thing, bro. If you make music, you should make people dance. Oh. That's a thing to me. That's, like, that's not important. a thing. That's important, bro. Some genres aren't about dancing. It's about just appreciation the art form. Duh. And people listening to people play like a lot of jazz, it's not about dancing, too. It's about just appreciating. Or it's about eating food, too. Oh, my day. You can't eat food to Bone Thugs and Harmony. You can eat food to anything. But you can like have a real like cocktail party to jazz. Yeah, because that means you're not listening to it for us background music. I mean, Stevie Wonder made people dance. Marvin Gaye made people dance. Michael Jackson, Prince, James Brown. Yeah, I've seen people dance to Push a Man by Curtis Mayfield. You can. Boom, boom. <laughs> oh, man. That nigga and the caddy. Who who wasn't making people dance back then? Where was Lou Rawls making people dance? I don't know nothing about him. Um, I wonder if Barry people were dancing to Barry White. Hell yeah! What are you crazy? Can't get enough of your love, man. He's getting active on the dance floor. I've seen Barry White turn up a function as a kid. we love we love that old school. What about Bob Marley? Yeah, yeah, they hitting they hitting the dance floor. What about Jimi Hendrix? Oh, hey man, that's that's rock, man. I don't know. They probably <laughs> dancing in purple haze. Hey, they might have. People were worried about Vietnam and shit to his music. That's just the Watchtower. That's it. Yeah, I don't think people were Something dancing. They always used for commercials and movies back then. It's a Bob Bob Dylan song he remade and made better. Uh, they weren't dancing to. The- uh, Nirvana, I don't think. Uh, they were moshing to mosh pit. That's dancing. Open up that pit, open up that circle. The police stinging them. Were they making yeah. people dance? Roxanne. You know, them fake white reggae boys. Hell yeah, they were dancing. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Roxanne. I hey. was thinking more of a feeling in the night. Hell no. The air tonight. Roxanne, you don't have to wear. Yeah, you can turn up to that. That white man's thing was trying to get jiggy on that. Roxanne. Even NWA made a song. They, they had a song, Give Me Something to Dance to. That song stinks. <laughs> they try to make a dance song. <laughs> you can dance to Tribe Called Quest too. What scenario? Benita Applebum is a great song about women and electric relaxation. And check the rhythm. 
Check the rhyme. Yeah, true. When it beat drops, not that. Whoa, when it gets too jazzy. <laughs> you can dance to that part. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what was that? You like that part? That Wayne's Brothers. It reminds me of the Wayne's Brothers when you hit it. That's how it sounds. You know, they have electric relaxation. Yeah, I remember when I heard Electric Relaxation finally. I was like, oh, shit, it's the Wayne's Brothers song. Mm-hmm. I didn't know nothing about Tribe Called Quest when I was watching Wayne's Brothers as a kid. Me neither. I, was, I wasn't I was hip. But I always liked that beat and how cool. I was like, dang, they made a cool song for girls. I never really heard that in 90s rap. But hey, man. We were supposed to end this show, but we kept going because there's always something to talk about. And you see how passionate we are about Rap music, pop culture, all that type of stuff. Even got some football talking. But hey, we're going to holler at y'all next week. Shout out to Jamal for bringing us this topic that wasn't there. But hey, it's great, man. Give us something to dance to, our artists out there. Wobble, baby. Wobble, baby. Wobble, baby. Yeah. yeah. See, got, shout out to Ghana. VIC's from Ghana. Hey, man. He made shout out to Ghana. Yeah, man. We have one. We have a rap classic. Yeah, yeah. That shit is a classic. Yeah, man. Cookout classic. I can't wait to hear that at a function next summer. Why do they ask the big girls if they can back it up? Because, you know, they make things fun. They get active. Yeah. Come on. You know Africans love big women. That's why VIC got happy. Yeah. Africans like big women? Of course. Hmm. What? Hmm. (laughs) You don't know that? That's a part of our DNA historically. We love heavy D's. That's what they call them some places, but I don't discriminate. I'm a fat boy myself, so who am I to call someone else fat? But I know Africans, you know, historically we love big women, but hey. I just want to give a beauty shout out to a young lady named Nara uh, Baptista. Hey, man, what is this? She's uh, from Brazil, and uh, she's very beautiful, so I just want to shout her out. Is this a honey's break there? What is this? All right. Send yeah, me- I've been seeing a lot of international... Uh, yeah, send me the link, man. How are you? Black women in... Uh, Supposedly, there was a guy who dated her and this other girl named what? Tina Konaki. And that brother is just the truth for being able to do that. But uh, what? Hey, send yeah. me these ladies. Hey, what's going on here? <laughs> send me these ladies. Hey, man. Chabasu Combos. We holla at y'all next week. Peace.